Welcome to episode 410 of the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. And I'm your host, Denise Oyston. And today, something a little different, which I know you're going to enjoy. And it's a recording from one of our virtual client events that we ran last year. It's a little bit longer. So it's about 45 minutes And it is well worth listening to. And I'm going to tell you why. Firstly, just some context around the fact that when we work with clients in our Superfast Circle program, you've heard me talk about it several times, we run a couple of bonus events a year, one of which is virtual, and this is a recording from one of the sessions. And the other one is physical. So we all turn up in a venue in uh, whoever can make it at the time in November, and we run an event there. And what we do at the at these particular events is we focus on immediate needs, what's going on in the market, and maybe where our clients are struggling, where they need some support. And last year, last April, we did our virtual event at the, towards the end of April, and the market had been shifting <laughs> And it's still very similar today because post-COVID 2021, 2022, great years for recruiters. We go into 2023, things aren't quite the same. There were layoffs, there were redundancies, there were people pulling back on their hiring process, there were issues around the economy, all of the things were happening. And, you know, it's very similar. And therefore, when you're in a situation like that, it's really critical to make sure that you are communicating all the points you can about who you are and why you, because people think more about who they're going to work with. Is this the right supplier? Let's not get into an issue about whether you're a partner or supplier. Who is the person that's going to help? And people have in their mind, both consciously and unconsciously, a group of needs that they have from the person that they work with. Very easy to remember. It's the five S's. It's strategy. They want to know the structure of what's going to happen. They want to know you know, how speedily will this happen? They want some certainty around that as well, particularly in the recruitment and staffing market. And they want support and they want, they want to know, does working with this person make sense at this point in time? So in this particular recording, I've taken the audio out. Obviously it was a recording where I was presenting on a, on a PowerPoint So you're going to get the recording. You're going to get a lot of value from this and it's going to help you in looking at, okay, are we communicating these key points as well? Now, bear in mind, as you're listening to this, I'm going to mention some resources that we have in Superfast Circle that our clients could access. Even so, even with what I'm giving you in this audio recording, I'd ask you to go away and just have a think about When we're working with clients, when we're creating our candidate process and our client process, are we actually answering these questions? Remember, you are dealing with a human being. We all have needs. We all have wants, some of them consciously, some of them unconsciously. And we we have this, this box in our head that we tick to see if people actually are fulfilling exactly what we want. So hopefully this audio recording will help. I am going to provide you with another audio recording from the same event around your mindset and how that will help. Because I think at this 
point in time, it's a bit of a bouncy, bumpy market. I think you're going to enjoy them. So this is Denise saying, hope you enjoy it and I'll see you next week. Welcome to the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. An obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your company growth. So listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profits. And I wanted to really focus on this. It's come up a couple of times. I did a few very short podcasts in the the marketing quick hits about this, but I wanted to dive much deeper because I think we'll all remember 2020, three years ago, what a terrible time that was. And then suddenly the market almost flipped completely. And 2021, people were having some of the, I know several of you had your best year ever in 2021. And then last year was another amazing year for people. And yet, interestingly, as we start this year, we've had several conversations with people. In fact, Sharon's had a few conversations with people where they've had a terrible first quarter. And some people have had an amazing first quarter. And, And some of the things that are coming up seems to be that timelines are slipping. So getting people to commit, to agree, to sign terms is proving more challenging. Delays in the whole recruitment process. I know many of you have talked about that. We've written a couple of articles around that to help you. We've had clients that said, hang on a minute, we're pausing recruitment. We've had more counter offers. We've had more ghosting. So the last, I think, quarter for many people has been a bit different. And we're going to talk a little bit about why some of the reasons why that might be happening, what we can do about it. And Sharon's going to cover that more. Well, we're both going to cover that more tomorrow. So it was because of this, we thought, well, let's look at what can we do during the event and to help And where should our focus really, really be? Because for me, we're thrilled that we work with very experienced people that really care and want to help candidates. They want to help clients. So it's time really to take the gloves off and start shouting about who we are and what we do. So I want to share which areas of the roadmap, and for those of you that are relatively new, you'll know that we focus everything around the RMS roadmap, because follow this as a process and you will get the results that you want. And so the area I'm, Sharon's obviously going to be focusing on my management a little bit later today, and obviously how this feeds into all of these areas here. But the area we're, we're really looking at is messaging. Uh, Because what I'm going to cover, we can go into messaging. Thinking about when you go out to market, what are you saying and how are you communicating? And this obviously feeds into lead capture and converting leads as well, because there are these are some of the areas that we're going to cover today in the five critical drivers. So I want to share about this guy here. Now, some of you, I don't know if anyone wants to pop in the chat. Has anyone ever heard of Brendan Brouchard? Who wants to put a note in there? No one's going to have heard of him, have they? <laughs> no one's no one's typed an answer in the air. Anyway, let me tell you about Brendan and why I'm sharing this, this data for you. He is a personal development coach, very well respected, and he's one of those annoying men that always looks much 
<laughs> much younger than he actually is. And Brendan's written several books around development, around growth. And obviously, he runs a very successful online business. Now, we love our little membership for SFC, but at any one point in time, he has about 100,000 members in his various programs. And one of the things that, that Brendan talks about is obviously he, from a sales perspective, he talks about what do people need to hear to start working with you? What is it that they want to know about you, your service, and what you can do for them? It's like, what's the energy that they need to pick up from you in how you can work with them? So I'm a bit of a student of Brendan's. I've got most of his books. And I I went through his process and looked, okay, so how does this work? Obviously, first of all, how does it work for us? But then also, how does it work for you guys? So I've adapted some of the drivers here that I think you'll find useful. So what are they? Well, they are elements that help you pull people through the buyer cycle. Now, I don't know if any of you actually joined the webinar last week. I know you joined. I know several of you you came along to the lead generation webinar a few weeks ago. But just a, a reminder that people buy on their time frame, not ours. And for people to actually start to engage with you, they need to be aware of you, first of all. And as they're aware of you, our goal is to pull these people through the bias cycles. So they go from unaware to aware and engage, and then they start to get into a dialogue. Now, here is really important because this is where people start having conversations with themselves about, is this person for me? Can this person actually support me and what I want? How long have they been around? What strategy are they going to use? And people start to get into dialogue before they actually go into a situation where they begin to get engaged with you. And this is the areas that we're going to cover today. And we're going to give you these five drivers that it'll be great to start putting into everything you do. And we're going to help you with that over the coming months as well. So just imagine that this presentation is going to uh, send you away doing a lot of thinking and a lot of uh, conversations are going to be happening between you potentially and the team. So these are the five reasons why people buy. And you can probably even just think about it yourself. Think about your, if you've ever gone into any like service business and you decided to purchase a service for some of you when you joined us, you will be looking at all of these elements. Just think, how would this work for me? This is how we prioritize. So great that they're all S's, aren't they? Apart from the fact that Denise has put a C in it, because I think it's important. So the first one is strategy. And I'm going to dive down into each of these for you. So first one is strategy. Does this company that I'm working with, do they actually know what they're doing? Is there some logic behind the process that they're going to use? And then there's the structure of how and how is this going to be delivered? And specifically, what's going to happen when? And then there's the speed and certainty. We all want things fast. Who We all know why Amazon is like a massive company at the moment, because it happened in lockdown and it's happening now that if we want something, and I'll admit it, I am really guilty of it. I've just bought some new hair gel this morning and it's great because it's going to arrive by tomorrow. I mean, that's fa- fascinating, isn't it? We want speed, but also with that speed, we want certainty. 
And that's one of the reasons they, as I just mentioned, Amazon is so is so popular because we know that generally we're going to get our things within 24 hours. We also want to feel supported. And I think that is more so now than ever before because people, they buy something from someone and then they get a bit nervy about what's going to happen. Now. And I think particularly if you think about a lot of services are delivered online, it's very different. We start to question, is this person real? How many telephone calls am I going to get with them? How is this going to work? Yeah, I know it's a video interview um, because the whole recruitment piece has changed. And I think this is something that we need to make sure that we communicate to people how we're going to support them. And then, of course, finally, does this make sense? Does it make sense that I sign up and use the retained service that the, that James and Paul are, are, are selling me? Is this sensible? They've got a big network. Potentially, they're going to help me. So these are the things that, that people are going through. So let's kick off with number one. I'm just going to have a quick slurp here. Any questions so far? Yeah, no, <laughs> Lauren, you don't know. You need to Google Brendan Brashard. So let's talk about your unique strategy. Now, many of will say, yeah, but what I do uh, isn't unique. It is. It is absolutely unique because there's nobody does things the way that you do it. I, I shared something on the marketing quick kits, so just a very quick story to, to illustrate this. And it was from Gary Vaynerchuk. And it was a lady that was, I think it was running a session in Dubai and it was some realtors out there. Do you remember it? There's some realtors out there and it's on YouTube. You, you can see it. And there's somebody in the audience stood up and said, look, I, I'm, I don't want to do the same as everybody else. I don't want to. It's some different creative thing I could do. Everyone's doing this type of video, but I want to do it differently because I don't want to be the same. And, and Gary said to her, so, so you don't want to you don't want to get a piece of the pie then that everyone else has got. And well, and she was getting very confused and a bit, oh, well, yeah, I can see what you mean. He said, look, listen, let me just give you a word of advice here. You do the same as everybody else and you get your piece of the pie. And then she came back and said, yeah, but, you know, I'm just going to be the same. He said, no, you're not going to be the same. We are all unique individuals. We are all different human beings. We all have different experiences that we can add into the situation. So I'm sh why am I sharing that with you? I'm sharing that with you just to remind you that as individuals, we know because we've been working with some of you for several years, that you are all different and you can all really add your part into the process. Now, if you have not accessed the edge training. Sharon re-ran it. I think it was February. It's also in the vault for you. I would strongly recommend, highly recommend that you all go and have a look at this process as well, because it will help you highlight. I mean, we've got some people here that are uh, actually accountants, some people that have worked in uh, a corporate setting as a recruiter, some people have worked in different parts of the globe. And I think, I don't know if Steve's online, I think he might well be. So you can see all the different ways that you can start to demonstrate your unique strategy. And the thing that a lot of people don't do is they, what's that saying? Hiding the light behind a bushel. That's an old saying. But basically, they don't tell people why them and why their strategy is different. So let me give you some examples here of how you can start to do this. Now, 
this is probably opening up your thinking and you're just thinking about maybe we need to just document this and get this down. We are going to be working with all of you over the next few months around this to make sure that by the time you exit the summer, you are absolutely have got your strategy dialed in and how you're going to communicate it. But what I wanted you to do is just think about from a strategic point of view, when people are looking at you, what is some of the things that you want to be thinking about when you're communicating? So it might be, let's just say that your strategy is that you do a different style of recruitment. Maybe you're not 360. Maybe there's a team of people that work on, on each role. Maybe the way that you advertise is different. So your strategy is very different. Maybe you do video ads. Maybe you advertise on Facebook. Maybe you run ads on LinkedIn. Maybe you do things in a slight, that's part of your strategy. I think for many of you, you have this as a positive. You have been around a long time. You've got a lot of experience. And because of your experience, you can communicate to people that your strategy has been honed over the years. I think for some of you, I know many of you do exclusive exclusivity from a role perspective, and some of you are, are doing retained. Um, maybe it's that we're part of our process is we map the market for your role. We have a huge database. We have been building connections and we have a network that we have been working with people. And maybe you have video interviewing as part of the process. And it's interesting because some of you say, oh, yeah, well, we have that. But I I asked you, are you communicating it? It was only yesterday Sharon had a call with someone and they they were saying that on the call, they said, oh, yeah, well, we do video interview and we have a process and we use interview and everything else. And Sharon had noticed that wasn't communicated anywhere on their website or anywhere that she could see in the last couple of weeks on their social media. So it's thinking about, well, well, this is part of our strategy, but do we communicate it? Now, Miles is going to talk a little bit about DEI, obviously, tomorrow. But, you know, do you have a DEI element to your process? How are you working with DEI? How can that be communicated to people from, with regards to the strategies that, that you use? I mean, some of you may have your candidate pathways mapped out, your client pathways. But if you think about the strategy of how you do recruitment, I remember, I think Sapphire's on. I don't know if Mark's on online at the moment, but I remember many years ago, Mark, going through the LWR process. And I think there were 23 parts to your strategy and how it would work for people. So think about what do you do? What's your unique strategy? And are you communicating it? And are there other elements that maybe you've been thinking about adding? And with the market the way that it is now, is it time that you actually started putting that in place? So that strategy, let me talk about structure now. Many people, once they start working with you, so they've got the fact that you've got all this strategy, you're going to do things in a different way. But then once they they come into the fold, they want to know how exactly are, how exactly is this going to happen? What have you put in place to communicate this to people? And when it comes to structure, this is something that you can communicate to people before they work with you. Look, this is what we do. This is what will happen. This is the call that we'll have. So all of these people want to feel 
I think people are much more connected now than they, they ever were. And they want to feel looked after. They want to feel cared for. They want to know what is the exact, what do I do here? What do I do now? What's the next step that I do? And this is where having a structure is important. So let me give you some ideas around this. And I know, I don't know if Rachel M is online at all. Let me just check. Don't know if Rachel is. Hi, Lilia. It's really early for you. Absolute respect, Mrs. Absolute respect. No, Natalie's online as well. And Ryan as well, I tell you. Take my hat off. I'm not wearing one, but uh, uh, we need to bring our hats. And we've got Union Jack hats for the whatever's happening in a few weeks' time. Anyway, let me get back to this. So when it comes to your structure, do you have a client pathway and do you have a candidate, so a client pathway and a candidate pathway and a process that the minute somebody works with you, you start to communicate that to them. A bit like onboarding as a, as employers, we onboard people, we have a process and a structure. What happens once someone comes into the fold? So when a candidate agrees to work with you exclusively or a client agrees to work with you, what do you do? Now, I think Mark is, is online, no Sapphire's online, but I remember a couple of years ago, with Christina and Mark, they were actually creating a series of videos and they had their own training platform to really help candidates look for new roles. Um, is that something that is part of your structure when people come on board? Is that something you could do? I'm not sure if there are any of the Inspire people online or not, but we were talking with Ali and Andy a month or so ago, and they were talking about how one of the things that they do when they work in a retained way is that they actually help people create employee value proposition. They go through a whole process. They are able to do it in a slightly different way because Ali's, Ali's husband actually is a videographer and they do the whole, they, they actually created a video for people as well. And they charge them for this process as well, but it's all part of the structure that they go through. So you can see there's different things that you might want to, to consider. Maybe you have an in, a, a CV resume writing service. Perhaps that's something that you talk people through, you help them with it. I know that Karen over in New Zealand has a nifty bit of software that she's created that can actually spit out a, a cover letter for people that they can use. So the, there's all of these different parts that they utilize in the process and they communicate the fact that there's no, well, Karen probably does need to communicate that a little bit more, but there's no stone left unturned. Um, job descriptions. You remember, I think it was January's report was how to write a job description. Maybe, I know some of you probably will help people with job descriptions. Do you communicate that's what you will do for people and how experienced you are in that process? Maybe there's a, a series of calls that people go through. So, People need to know the structure of what's going to happen when they start working with you. And you can be seeding this online all the time so that when people come to you, Sharon had a call with somebody yesterday and they mentioned a couple of things that, that we share online that we do as part of the circle. And they'd actually obviously watch something and listen to it. So it, it does make a real difference here. So that is structure. 
Now let's look at speed and uncertainty. As we've said, it's human nature. We all we live in a society now where speed, it's all about speed. But also um, we want speed, we want it fast, but we want it to be right as well. And this is where having certainty and, and timelines for people so that maybe your recruitment process. I know Natalie's online and Natalie will often say, I'm not the fastest, but I'm the most thorough. Um, It just might be that from a a speed point of view, you can help them because you remove certain roadblocks for them. Maybe getting that job description together because they work with you, it's going to happen a lot faster. Maybe you can, when they start working with you, you have a timeline and say, okay, in week one, this is what's going to happen. In week two, this is going to happen. People, it's around that structure, but it's also around, right, okay, so I know everything's in place. And I know that within this time frame, these will be the results that, that I'm going to get. And then just really a challenge for you is um, what can you do to speed up the process, either for yourself or for them? And I know a couple of people have actually recruited resources that they've never used a resource before, but now they're doing that because that helps to speed up the process. So if you think about it, when people come to you, they have a pain, they have a problem, and they want it to be taken away as fast as possible. So it's for you, it's just helping them appreciate that there is a start time, there's a finish time, that there's a a timeline through the process. I would just ask you to start thinking about where in our process could we speed things up? Are there parts of the recruiting career process that we can help people? What could we provide for people that, that helps them? And so they're going through everything in a much better way with certainty and they're keeping moving. The process is keeping moving because one of the, I put a, a post onto LinkedIn, I had a, a put a survey out and it was around what are the reasons uh, that you would work with a recruiter and you wouldn't work with a recruiter. This is for candidates. And one of the things that came across was, which was surprising, and I got a couple of DMs about it, is that one of the issues that people said was that they didn't often know what was happening next. They'd upload the CV, but then there was nothing. There was no part of the process, whether it was a yes or a no or right. Okay, this is what's going to happen next. You're going to have a call. You're going to have this because they were just like left hanging. Like, is this going to happen this week? Is this going to happen next week or within a month? uh, Is my CV going to be going out to people? So it's thinking about how you can create that process so it's speedier for them and they know it's all about it's all about communication support i think one of the things people want to know is they want to feel supported they want to feel cared about they want to know that they don't have to to go it alone and i'm wondering what do you do um with your candidates with your clients so that they feel supported and and are, and are you actually communicating this out to people as well so thinking about some of the things that you could do to support people it might be that you offer career consultations teresa isn't on online at the moment but but teresa works in salesforce based 
Teresa is a coach. That's her uh, second business. But she offers career consultations for people. It's on their website. She helps people think through their career. Uh, and, And I think, though, some people are coaches and Sharon and things like that. But could you coach people through? Could you have a career consultation with people? Is that something you could do so people actually feel more supported? We've mentioned as well about the job description and also we've talked about CVs and, and resumes. Is there something that you could do there that would would help people? Did you want to say something, Sharon? Yeah. Do you want to? I think the, I suppose on the flip side, I know for people who were with us in November, something Miles talked about was value-added services. How can you package things in with your service? Like you were talking about what Ali and Andy have done with that yeah. EVP, they've packaged that in with their returned offer, is th- thinking about from a client perspective, so many, well, our members fundamentally have a vast amount of experience in their market. And many of you already do consultancy, I, I suppose, as part of your process, but almost in an informal way. Yeah. And so how could you structure that, add that consultancy piece in a more structured way, going back to what you were saying about structure, but in a way that, of course, demonstrates that you're supporting them. And so if it's a case of reviewing, go, going on site with a client, reviewing that their whole recruiting process, and but doing that as a piece of consultancy, that could be value-add, it could be part of the process, it's think about things like that as well. Yeah, yeah. It might be that you you have more telephone contact with people. Do people need to feel more supported? I mean, one of the one of the things that that we do, and we say this to everyone, we are at the end of a phone. Yes, you are in a group coaching program, but all of you know that you can send an email to us. Do all of you do it? No, you you don't. So don't think that I'm going to offer this and I'm going to be mowed out by the number of people that remember Pareto's principle, the 80, 20 rule, not everyone is going to say, yes, I want this, but maybe it's that you're working exclusively with a candidate and you say, look, call me if you have an issue, this is part of what we do and we can talk through the process together. It's just giving people that support because a lot of people get confused, they become uncertain, their unconscious, crazy mind, their lizard brain goes a bit bonkers. And they think if they've not heard from somebody, things aren't going well, they make it mean something. So if you just make sure that people are fully supported, this is what we do for you. This is what we do for you. I'm around at my desk on a Friday at this time. If you want to ring me, then that's absolutely fine. Now, some of you I know will do this anyway, but you might not document it. I think this is the key thing for many of you, because we know that a lot of you do a lot of the things that I'm mentioning, but not everything. But the question is, are you communicating it? How could you communicate it in maybe a, a slightly different way? or even just communicate it generally out to to people. The final one is sensibility. And this is around, does it make sense working with you as a recruiter? Why have other recruiters failed? And why are you different? What's the the sensibility around? Sometimes a, a question we would ask on a sales call with people is, 
well, if you're not going to work with us, what are you going to do? So sometimes we have conversations with people and it's probably the same for you guys when you're talking to a client or a candidate. So what am I going to do? I know, Natalie, you shared something with me the, the other week about somebody that, that didn't want to pay the, <laughs> the right salary for a role. And you'd said to them, so what are you going to do? And that person has eventually come back to you. But it's just like, it's thinking about, does it make sense for people to work with you as a recruiter? And how are you going to actually communicate that it really does make sense to work with you exclusively? There's some content coming your way as well for that in the next couple of months. What exactly, what are the real benefits of working with you? What is, who is the person that I need to be working with? Is it your recruitment company or is it somebody else? So again, that could be around your authority in the market. Are they seeing content from you? You've got all the content that you get from us that you share on social media. This is one of the upsides of using the content that you have. Are you standing out as an authority? Because I know when I've seen people online and say a supplier that Sharon and I might want to work with, and I'll say, oh, I've seen another post from that person. Oh, I've seen another post from that person. But I think that's the sort of person we should be working with. And, and it's the same for you as well, is that it makes sense if they are seeing some of the things you communicated. I think I shared Natalie's post in the group. Maybe some of you want to go and have a look at that because Natalie was just actually sharing so much experience in the industry. This is what I do. This is the placements that I make. I'm risk averse myself, so I'm not going to put you into a risk situation. And she was communicating everything. So if you were looking at recruiting an FD in the, the Southwest where Natalie works, then it would be very logical to think, I think I need to speak to this woman because um, she's going to be the one. It would make sense for you to do that. And the other thing, maybe for some of you, I know you have you have guarantees, Again, is that something that you communicate? Because people are nervous about spending money still. Do you communicate your guarantee? I think the other thing as well is appreciating that for many of you, you have been around uh, a long time. I don't think Dawn is online, but I think Dawn, over 30 years experience in the recruitment sector. I know, Mark, you must be coming up to your 30 years, I think, in the next year or so if it or possibly past it now, maybe, or definitely close to it. And, and that level of, of experience and your website communicates that you're still on point, you're still very contemporary. If I was thinking about that company has got to be able to, to help me. I think the other thing as well, we talk about the horse's mouth and testimonials and case studies. Are you sharing what clients say about you. And even if, I know for some of you, it can be a little bit challenging because people don't want to give their names, they don't want to give the company. But I, I think just the soundbite of what somebody says, people appreciate that if you're working in a, you're recruiting into corporates. But, you know, if you were actually sharing what you did and through, through testimonials and case studies, that is going to make a big difference for you. In, in how people experience you. you. You share about the fact that you have a process. You've been doing this for several, if not more than several years. All of this adds up into making sense. It's just making sure that you actually communicate it 
in a, a more consistent way and in a more consistent process. Let me share with you. I'm going to share with you a couple of hours. And these have been, just to say, they've been created in Canva by Chris. And they really communicate a couple of elements of the five convincers. So this first one here is writing reports to build our authority and then create a around, even though I know it works, is so time consuming. So this is around the speed point. So we've got a nice image, communicates what we do. And then we've, we've actually got just some brief text there um, that, that helps to convince people. And th- this is going out on every social channel as a, a promotional piece for us. And it, it's touching one of the convincers. Now, this one here, I'm sure that I think we've got a few marketeers online. I know that for many of you, you need to go and work in a, a smaller organization. And unless your MD has been a marketeer in the past, you don't always have. They are looking to you for ideas. And sometimes when you are relatively new, it can be a bit frustrating. So that's why people join the circle because you've got ideas. But what's your equivalent of that? So again, a really simple, I might get Chris actually to do a little session on this and how to create these as images in Canva. And I actually think that if you have a professional version, we can probably share, we can share links to these so you can actually look at how you could create your, your own version of these. So lots of different ideas here that for you to get started on. So I did say we'd probably only be 45 minutes on on this one here because this is a lot of thinking for you to do. But there's some homework for you here. And uh, tomorrow we'll share how we're going to be mapping this out across the next few months. So we make sure that this happens for you. I think the first thing to do is go and watch The Edge. It's inside the uh, SFC vault. It's also inside the 2021 I think it was the event. The November 2020. Yeah, November 2021. We record because we record all of our presentations and that was recorded as well for you. And that will give you. Do you want to say a little bit about what's in there, Sharon, that maybe that could help people or do you want to? Well, in, in that, there's the Edge presentation, I think, has got two parts to it. One is about how to get attention. And so that just goes into a little bit more detail around some of the things we need to consider to get people's attention on social. But then that leads into, well, a session combined with an exercise on how to identify each individual person's um, edge in the business. So let's say uh, what, what, and I think the post that you put in the um, SFC group that Natalie put up a week or two ago is a good one to go and look at for how Natalie used some of her knowledge, strengths, characteristics Because Natalie's background, for those of you who don't know, Natalie did a maths degree in statistics, combined that with the fact that she then went into the financial world and did, now I forgot about the word, an actuarial um, role, which again, it's in the statistics world, it's about detail. And then she evolved into the recruiting world, recruiting finance people, not surprising, is it? But it was interesting to see how what Natalie had done was to take those elements of 
her background knowledge, her experience and her expertise and how she'd communicated those in a way that would benefit her audience. So what The Edge does is, first of all, it gets you to really think about what your individual knowledge, skills, experiences, characteristics, strengths, and I can't remember the sixth one, are so that we don't assume, because sometimes we forget, actually, some of those qualities and skills and strengths that we've got, and we take it for granted that every other recruiter or many other recruiters are going to have that similar kind of skill set just because they're a recruiter. But again, we're all unique individuals. And so there isn't another version of you with your exact match of knowledge, skills, experience, et cetera, et cetera. So it's worth going and doing, going and watching that session and, and then going through the exercise. And, and if as a starting point, having done that, you're not sure what to then do with whatever you've got as your answers in that exercise, you're not sure how to translate that into some messages, then bring it to a call and, and we can help you through that. So, yeah, that would be good. What I'd suggest for, for all of you to, to actually do is do a brainstorm and don't overthink it. <laughs> very easy. To, well, that's not relevant. Well, that's not relevant. We, we, it's very easy to think, oh, yeah, well, they know that already. And, and often you find that people don't know that about you and your service and what you deliver. So if you look at the five convincers that we've talked about, and I know some of them overlap, but I think it's important to have the five of them because there are, there are subtle distinctions in how we communicate things as well. So you've got the fact that you're looking at structure, you're looking at support, sensibility, the speed, everything that you are doing and your unique strategy is just get an A4 sheet, brainstorm. And I would suggest that you maybe do it if you're working with somebody or come to us, write down your first pass. And one of the things we always do from a coaching perspective is say, and what else? And what else? And what else have we done? So the last project that the last uh, piece of recruitment that we did for ABC, what did we do that was different? How do we manage that process? So I think it is important that you sit down and you take the time to do this and communicate it. Because I notice that a lot of other people out there are not communicating this. This is advanced stuff that not everyone does in the recruitment market, as I have noticed, because I've been watching people over the last few weeks, knowing that I, we're going to be sharing this, that a lot of the bigger players do not do this and definitely the smaller players don't. And you imagine the edge that this is going to give you by actually thinking about, okay, it's like you're in somebody's mind already. And if you can get to that point where someone says to you, oh, I, th I thought you'd read my mind, then you will make that, unconscious connection. People want to feel heard and they want to feel seen. And if you are communicating different questions that are going on, people are always going on, questions are always going on in the moment. How am I going to feel supportable? Well, how do they do this? And if all of those objections, if you like, are being answered ahead of time, it makes things very different for you. 
If you enjoy this podcast and this year you are ready to take your marketing to the next level, then check out Superfast Circle. This is a unique marketing program designed specifically for recruiters and their marketeers. You get access to two virtual marketing directors, you get consultancy, you get your hand held through the whole process, training, consulting, and we provide content resources. So go over to superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash join and check out what's available.